Well, hello and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School for Sunday, February 3rd of 2013. My name is Michael Benner, your host every Sunday for the Mystery School. Good to be with you again today. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. Sunny and warm. I hope it's a uh, nice day wherever you happen to be. Whether listening live, it's 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 in the East, 21 hours universal. Or perhaps by replay, the uh, streaming audio or the podcast. You can pick up the podcast, of course, at the iTunes store or most major podcast directories on the Internet. Our program today is an introduction to emotional intelligence. This is really one of my favorite topics because I think the information is so valuable, so easy to apply immediately right out of the gate, and so (laughs) earth-shaking. It really can make an enormous difference in your life very, very quickly. And if you forget the lesson, which often happens when you're first trying to integrate these ideas into your life, it's easy enough to reorient yourself, uh, to take a breath and relax and recall the basic principles, which, you know, the cornerstone of emotional intelligence is that your emotions are your emotions. They're not done to you, but come from you. So to say your feelings are your emotional feelings may not sound too profound right off the top here, but actually, given the way the vast majority of our friends and neighbors play victim to their feelings and believe that their emotional feelings have been done to them, well, it is quite profound. And and the truth of the matter is, even after you know this and incorporate it into your life, there is an immediate, um, how can I say, reaction or reflex that makes you feel like a victim. So I've been teaching this for 35 years, and Initially, I still take emotional hits and feel like somebody did my feelings to me. That'll probably never go away. What we can do realistically and what we must do to promote our own personal happiness and effectiveness in life is to, as quickly as possible, and I mean in a matter of moments, seconds, reorient ourselves and take ownership of the emotional feeling as a response to what's been done to us. There is a second principle we'll talk a little bit about today in the free forum and go into depth in the premium training that follows at 1.30 this afternoon Pacific. And that has to do with acknowledging to other people how they feel especially if there is discord or conflict, the cornerstone of the second part of emotional intelligence, which is relationship management or interpersonal relations, is to recognize that when people disagree, they only think they want to win 
the argument. They only believe, falsely it turns out, that they need to make you lose in order for them to win. Because how could you both win if you disagree? Somebody's got to lose, right? It's like Judge Judy. Bang! The gavel comes down, and you're wrong. You're toast. And, of course, you can both win, and the way you do that is by acknowledging that you understand the other person's feelings. And, oddly, that creates, in most cases anyway, all the resolution that you need. Again, people think they want to win the argument and need to make you lose. What they really want is for you to acknowledge their right to feel the way they feel. And they might scream and shout and hold their breath till they turn blue and jump up and down and threaten you and point a gun at your head. And all they really want is, I can understand how you'd feel that way. So the intrapersonal and interpersonal aspects of emotional intelligence are the two main areas. It's usually broken down into four parts, actually. So let me do that for you and tell you a little bit of the history of where emotional intelligence comes from. A little over uh, 15 years ago, I guess it's been about 17 years now, since a Harvard-trained psychologist named Daniel Goleman first published his book on emotional intelligence. We can go back to gosh, even the 1920s, and find information in the psychological literature of the day about emotional awareness or to be conscious and aware of your emotional feelings. But the whole idea of being emotionally intelligent, of facing the idea that not only do emotions not need to interfere with mental intelligence, but in fact may be able to enhance mental intelligence. And further, that emotional intelligence may be up to five times more important than mental intelligence in creating success and happiness and fulfillment in your life. These ideas are less than two decades old and I think largely attributable to Daniel Goleman. Again, 1995, he published his first book, Emotional Intelligence. It was followed by several others, Emotional Intelligence at Work. And then other people began to jump on the bandwagon. And terms like EI for emotional intelligence, or EI meaning emotional inventory, and EQ as your emotional quotient, so to speak, sort of a parallel to IQ for your mental intelligence, uh, some sort of ceiling or capacity or inherent ability to use both emotional and mental intelligence to solve problems and get by in the world. All of this is relatively new. And really quite exciting. So that's what we're going to talk about today, an introduction to emotional intelligence. And 
I think the place to begin is to break it down into these two areas and the four parts, the two parts of each area. So let's do that fundamental breakdown right here at the top. As defined by Goldman and adopted pretty much by everybody in the field, there are four parts and two major sections to emotional intelligence. The four parts begin with, number one, self-awareness. Now, this concept alone is new and strange to many people, particularly those who are not very self-aware. What does it mean to be self-aware? It means to understand your individuality, your uniqueness, your authentic and genuine individuality, and to recognize the difference between who you are in a genuine sense and the various roles or characters that we play in an attempt to either cooperate with other people or get along with other people or please other people. All right. Uh, to find some way through life while still maintaining your own personal integrity to thine own self be true, that type of thing. And which self are we talking about? Are we talking about the way I behave when my parents are around, however old we may be or they may be at this point? Are we talking about that special behavior and special language I use when my children are in the room? Are we talking about that mask that I wear and that character that I put on when I'm at work or when I'm hanging with my close friends? Are we talking about that personality or aspect of self that emerges when I'm frustrated, say, in traffic? Who are all of these different people? And how aware are we of our tendency to wear these different masks and to play these different roles and to become these different characters? All right? That's part one, self-awareness. The second part of emotional intelligence is to manage your emotional feelings. So emotional management would be part two. Are you a victim of your emotional feelings? Do you have a short fuse? Are you easily angered? Anger is the king of the negative emotions along with its first cousin, hate, and uh, its godparent, fear. They all rather go together. What you fear, you do not understand. What you don't understand can anger you and lead you to hate. But it's really fear and ignorance at the root. Yet, are you quick to anger? Do you have so-called short fuse? Or are you someone who's learned to see your anger coming a mile away? and manage it, uh, hold it off, or drop it. For as you learn more about anger management, you realize that 
in time, anger is not really holding on to you, but you're holding on to anger. And why do we do that? Well, because it's born of fear. And again, holding on is a fear response. So we hold on to our fear. We hold on to our ignorance and confusion. We hold on to our anger. We fight for our right to be people who hate those that anger us easily and about whom we really are confused and don't have much of an understanding. At the center of it, of course, it's the failure to understand yourself that leads to the fear and the anger and hatred and other associated uh, emotional feelings, big negative emotional feelings. Positive emotional feelings, interestingly, really do not need management. You just sit back and enjoy your happiness and, well, in the word enjoy is the word joy. You enjoy your joy, your happiness, your peace of mind, your contentment, your sense of fulfillment. These things are natural and normal conditions. There's nothing you need to do to maintain that other than be aware of your ability to manage anything that is not love, namely fear. That's really what it all comes down to in emotional intelligence. You have love and you have fear. There are these two tigers, or sometimes you'll hear it described as the two wolves that live inside you. A good wolf, that's love. The bad wolf, or the bad tiger, and that's fear, and they're constantly battling within each of us. And the little boy asks his grandfather, well, which one wins? And the elder says wisely, the one I feed. And so life is a battle between love and fear, between understanding or awareness on one hand and ignorance or the lack of awareness on the other hand, what do you feed? See, awareness and ignorance may not be very comfortable, but it does become familiar. And so it's the devil you know. People would, in many cases, rather embrace a familiar pain than take the risk of learning what they have to let go of in order to be happy. <laughs> Do you ever know people that just seem to really love being miserable? Well, what kind of contradiction is that? It's not that they love it. It's just that they're familiar with it. The devil you know is the old phrase about that. So these are the first two areas of emotional intelligence, the first two parts, self-awareness and self-control or self-management. And when I say these four parts fall into two general categories, these first two parts, self-awareness and self-control, would be described as intrapersonal emotional intelligence. Parts three and four would be interpersonal emotional intelligence. And that's number three, social awareness, in a word, empathy. This is what we do instead of judging other people. You know all those 
biblical and moral and ethical admonitions about do not judge and judge not, lest ye be judged, and let he who is without sin cast the first stone, and people who live in glass houses and and all of that stuff. Like, what's that about? Don't judge. It's like judging other people, what that's really about, biblically or more to the point psychologically, is the irrelevance of judging other people, for they are not you. Everyone is unique. You're just like everybody else in one way. You're not like anybody else. (laughs) Everybody's unique, just like everybody else. It's a little paradoxical, but it's pretty cool. And yet, again, few people have any interest in their uniqueness. It's too frightening for most people to face. And yet when you do face your individuality and seek to know and understand yourself, not only do you begin to like who you are because you find what's genuine and authentic about yourself, but you drop the burden of having to play the various roles and characters. There's a consistency in who you are, no matter where you are or who you're with. It's... uh, A great relief to be able to put all those masks and roles and characters aside. And there is something to be said for being diplomatic. You know, when you're with your close friends, you probably let your guard down a little more than at other times. You know, you don't use barroom language in church or vice versa, (laughs) for that matter. So uh, at what point does it become a betrayal of self, really? And it has to do with your awareness of what you're doing, you see. So the first two parts are intrapersonal, self-awareness and self-management or control. And then the second two parts, social awareness, which is empathy, is instead of judging you, I can empathize with you because I know myself well enough to recognize what I understand about me in your behavior, your countenance, your disposition. I know why you're acting that way. I've done it myself many times. And because I understand myself, steps one and two, It's easier for me to empathize and even have compassion for you when you're at your worst. Steps three, social awareness, and four, relationship management, three and four being the interpersonal parts of emotional intelligence. Three and four, then social awareness, empathy, and a sense of social responsibility, I would argue, as well. And relationship management, this is leadership, conflict resolution, and the acknowledgement when there's a dispute or a conflict that I talked about early on in our uh, free forum here today. The idea that when there is disagreement, instead of believing you need to win something, or that all conflicts in relationships 
need to be adjudicated as if it's a court of law. What they actually need to be is mediated. Mediation is very different than adjudication. In fact, one of the ways that people of uh, people in authority, civil authorities, have attempted to clear the backlog in the courts is to refer many cases to mediators rather than judges. So instead of you win, you lose, because you're right, you're wrong, you, you have prevailed, you have lost, what the mediator does is promote a quality of communication where each side acknowledges the key and the vital points of the other person's argument. This is a wonderful ability or faculty to have to be a mediator. But moreover, if there is no third party available for one or both people in a dispute to understand the skills of mediation and back off your attempt to drive your point home and put the other person first. This is true leadership. To put down your agenda when you can see you're at loggerheads and say, if only to yourself initially, my job here is to help this other person feel understood because they're just being blinded by their rage, their sense of being right, their belief that anything that is not exactly in alignment or accord with their position is different and therefore must be wrong. They're all black, all white, absolutist in their thinking. My job is to give them what they don't know they want, which is acknowledgement, and play it back. Hey, wait a minute. If I understand you, you're telling me that you feel this way and this way and this way. Is that right? Well, I want you to know I understand you. Now, I don't really agree with you. I have my own position if you're interested. But they may not be. You know, they may be so immature they don't want to care. Or they don't care and they don't want to hear, is what I mean to say. Your different position, it's way too terrifying. They just want to dominate and control. It's a very childish kind of a thing. But at least you could provide that and say, I understand that you're feeling this way and this way. Is that right? Then they feel heard and understood. And sometimes you just got to ignore the whole situation altogether. But to put your agenda down and then maybe find some other time when you could get heard and understood, even if not agreed with, this is the cornerstone of the interpersonal side of emotional intelligence. So there's the four parts in the two areas. Intrapersonal is self-awareness and managing your own feelings. Interpersonal is empathy and managing relationships with acknowledgement and understanding. About all the time we have for the free forum, why don't you meditate on that a little bit, the whole idea of interpersonal awareness and self-management, personal responsibility, your feelings as a response to what's been done to you, all right, that reveals you, 
and the interpersonal side, which is empathy and managing relationships, real leadership, by providing for other people the acknowledgement that they really want, even though they think (laughs) their job is to make you wrong. Join us for the premium training that follows in just about three minutes. Go to, if you're not yet enrolled, theagelesswisdom.com. The T-H-E is part of it. The W is dot theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars and premium training. You can enroll in about 60 seconds. The thank you page and also an email to confirm your enrollment will contain the URL and the password that you need to join us in a few minutes. Thanks a lot for being here. Have a wonderful rest of the day, weekend, and following week. And we'll talk to you next Sunday in the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Be gentle, love life, take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. So long from LA.